0: Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. I'm really excited about today's episode, per usual. Um, Today's episode is actually coming out later in the week because your girl was out of town for her birthday, okay? And I was on a nice little vacation where I was able to rest and relax and celebrate my birthday, spend some time with my man, and I just didn't feel like it. (laughs) I was supposed to record the show before I left, but I got really busy just... Preparing things to take a few days off um, and actually packed my microphone because I planned on recording, but in the midst of my rest, I was just like, "You know what? it can wait, <laughs> so that's just simply what happened. I waited till I came back, I wanted to really take that time to recharge because I really needed it. It's been a very busy year, and it's only February. I feel like January was like six months by itself, and it's only the end of February, so yeah, your girl needed that break, so we're going to record this episode today, and it's going to come out a couple days later, and I hope y'all still love me. <laughs> if not, I'm cool with that, too, because the rest was worth it. Thank you guys, of course, for all of the birthday wishes on social media and stuff like that. Also, you know, shared a little secret that I've been keeping on social media. Um, I'm actually pregnant. I am on pretty far along in I? about seven months pregnant. Um and I, so I've been keeping this secret for a while. Honestly, I just wanted to enjoy my pregnancy privately. I still want to enjoy my pregnancy privately. Um it was just getting harder and harder to hide it. But um I even I posted it on social media. But after I posted it, it just felt a little too close. I'm like, okay, I don't mind people knowing that I'm pregnant but I don't want all the questions about um, my pregnancy and all of that. I'm not a mom influencer by any means. I I have my lane and I want to stay in it. I don't want my just because um uh, my family is growing or just because new things are happening in my life. I don't believe that makes me an expert at it. So I just don't. I just don't want to be branded in that way. If that makes sense, of course. I'm going to be a mom and that's going to be a part of my life. But at the same time, I have a very clear assignment as far as what I'm supposed to do in the world. And so I really just want to stick to that um, and not allow this blessing in a sense to kind of take me off track. So I just want to use wisdom as it relates to what I'm doing. So I took it down because like, okay... This is a lot. I appreciate the the love and everything, but this is a little bit too much. Um, and I guess it's my motherhood instincts kicking in to where I'm like, okay, I don't want these pictures or my bump pictures to be posted in random places and in people's stories that I don't know and all that. It was just a lot for me. Um But yeah, of course, I don't mind people knowing that I'm pregnant, but it's something that I have enjoyed privately Um and I definitely want to continue to enjoy privately. It was getting really hard to hide it. Like I was like, goodness gracious, my nose is literally across my whole face right now. <laughs> I'm, it's, it should be obvious at this point that I'm pregnant. But yeah, thank you guys so much for the um, well wishes. I'm excited to meet baby K in a few months, our beautiful baby boy. And I'm just thanking God in advance for a healthy remainder of my pregnancy as well as a supernatural childbirth experience. And I'm just excited. I'm excited. Me and my husband are both excited to be parents. And yeah, so that's that. Now let's get into today's episode. I don't have a title for today's episode yet. I'm hoping by the time we're done, I'll be able to better put into words what this episode is about. But the reason why I wanted to do today's episode is because we had that episode a few weeks ago about how to build a relationship with God. But I believe that Based off a lot of the the questions that I've gotten, and I'm going to answer two of those here, and I'm actually going to answer them, y'all, because I know i be saying sometimes I'm going to answer some questions and we just never get to it. But the questions are really going to be the basis of the show because I feel that the things that people ask me, that a lot of you guys can see yourselves in it. And so as I'm reading these questions and I'm just thinking about my own personal relationship with God, I feel like there's a disconnect with people, where there isn't this realization that when you are talking to God, when you are seeking Him, that there isn't a two-way conversation that happens that there's an open-ended conversation that happens to where just like you go to a parent, let's say you wanted to, you're struggling with a decision and you wanted to talk to your mom about it. The same way that you will pick up the phone and call her and you will express how you feel and you will ask her questions and you, and she will respond back to you and tell you what she thinks or what she sees or whatever. It's the same way with God. But I think not enough of us are really willing to sit in his presence and hear what he has to say or not, or um, not enough of us are really going to him with open ended questions so that he could show us what's going on. Uh, Most of the time it's like, God, can you confirm if I'm supposed to do this? And I'm not saying that you can't ask that, but I'm saying that it's okay to ask God follow up questions. It's okay to ask God open-ended questions. Um, it's okay to ask God about details of things. And what I'm seeing when I'm talking to people about faith and relationship is that, A lot of people are seeking God for part of it, or you get part of the answer or part of the word from God. And then you go to all of the human sources to try to fill in the gaps. So you may listen to this podcast or write in a question to me or ask your pastor or someone that you're one of your friends or whomever, you're asking them trying to fill in the blanks, but God will give you the blueprint as well as he will give you the promise, right? He will tell you the steps to take. He may not say them in as much detail as you want. He may not tell you um, or his timing may be different from what yours is, but I want us to really get into the habit of asking him open-ended questions and really confiding in him as if he's our father because that's who he is. And so for the last few weeks, I've been struggling with how I was going to articulate this. And it actually came to me as I was in the process of seeking God about the, some things that I've been dealing with. So to give you guys a little bit of a backstory, I told you guys in the beginning of the year that God has me on this journey of going from entrepreneur to executive. So getting my, my mind and my habits and my work ethic out of this grind phase and really going into this executive role to where it's my job now to build a foundation, build a company, build a lifestyle that allows me to reach the goals and reach the things that he has set for me. And so this is a new process for me because for so long I've I've had the entrepreneur's mindset, right? I'm constantly thinking about, what new products or services need to be developed. I'm thinking about uh, money, how to make money, how to make more money. What do I need to do? And just always just in that grind, that grind, just trying to survive, I guess, type of mentality. Because for a while, being self-employed, that's the mentality that I had. Because one thing I learned very quickly when becoming self-employed three years ago was that you eat what you kill. And so I had to kill some stuff in order to eat. And that was the mindset Um, that I've had for a while, just, okay, now it's time to create something else. Now it's time to do this. Now it's time to do that because that's how we're going to make the money. That's how we're going to survive. And God has really broken me, um, has been trying to break me out of that and has really been showing me what it takes to be who he called me to be and the level of precision that it takes and that I have to move at a different pace now, so before I was moving more fast paced because I was chasing this these goals, I was chasing whatever, but now God it has me slowing down a bit where it's like, okay, now it's time for you to be strategic, you're not in that place anymore, Tatum, and this is me talking to myself and then God showing me like you're not in that space anymore to where. You are stressed about finances, or you're frustrated being in the waiting season. Like, it's you're not there anymore. He's given me a lot of the desires of my heart, and He's taken me to a place where. I've reaped a lot of what I've sown over the last few years, but that doesn't mean that it's time to stop. That just means that it's time to go to a new level of glory. The Bible says we go from glory to glory. So in order for me to successfully go from this level of glory to the next level of glory, I have to operate a lot differently. And so God has really been dealing with me and showing me exactly what that looks like over the last um, month and some change. I told you guys, um, if you listen to the Proverbs 31, how to become the Proverbs 31 woman episode, I talked about it there. And so that's really been the path that I've been on, learning how to operate or learning what this season needs from me in order for me to successfully move into what God has for me. And so I got frustrated. I've been frustrated the last few weeks because it's an adjustment for me, for one. And I put a lot of pressure on myself. My desire for excellence has caused me to put a lot of pressure on myself. And that's not healthy. So I get anxious about certain things. Um I get really, really upset. And it might, hormones might contribute to this a little bit, but I'm getting um upset. If I feel like I'm not operating in every area the way that I need to, because it's a desire of my heart to be excellent in all areas of our lives. But that's where the enemy comes in. He comes in through our good intentions to throw us off. So this is pretty much how I was feeling. And then because I am expecting, there's a have added even more pressure onto myself to be like, okay, well, the business needs to be at a certain point in order for me to... Um, be comfortable on maternity leave because how am I going to have any type of maternity leave if my business isn't in a place where it can run effectively and still grow and not be stagnant without me. And so this is pressure that I've put on me, you guys, me, right? Now, this is how it translates into open conversations with God. So I understood that the way that I was, the pressure I was putting on myself And the way that I was emotionally responding to what God was having me do was not, was one, it just wasn't good for me. It's not good for me. How can I operate the way that God needs me to operate if I have all of this added stress that I'm just putting onto myself? And so what I did was instead of just going straight to talking to anybody or asking people who, or asking my entrepreneur friends, how do they balance or anything, I went straight to my father. Because it's my father that told me that this was the season that I'm in. And I believe that's a mistake a lot of us make that that keeps us in a state of confusion. God is not an author of confusion. We confuse ourselves when we try to take a message from the source and get other people to decode it. That's not how that works. You have to go to the one who gave you the message to know how you're supposed to get to whatever it is that he's told you that you're working towards. And so for me, I've been saved and living this life enough for me to know that it's time for me to go back to my father because the way that I'm interpreting or the way that my actions are um, interpreting what he told me that this season is for my life is not working. I'm I'm doing something wrong here. And so I went into my prayer room and first I had to just cry. Again, hormones, but I was also just really stressed out. And so I was just crying and I just had to let it all out and be totally vulnerable with my father. So I'm bawling my eyes. I was just letting it all out. Like, God, I, I feel like I'm, I don't know if I could do all of this. I feel like I'm going to fail. I don't want to, to bring a child into this world. And I'm, and I'm grinding to the point where I'm not paying attention to them, or I don't want to be so, um, such a Susie homemaker that my business is jacked up. Like God, you called me to be all of these things. You called me to, um, this, this industry that we're trailblazing. you called me to all of these things. I know you didn't call me here for no reason but god is hard and that's that's really how i felt and that's the emotion that i left out there i'm like god this is hard and i cannot do this without you i'm going to drive myself crazy this episode of the blessed and bossed up podcast is brought to you by skillshare Skillshare is an online learning community where millions of people come together to take the next step in their creative journey with thousands of aspiring classes for creative and curious people on topics including illustration, design, productivity, video, podcasting, and so much more. Skillshare offers classes designed for real life so you can move your creative journey forward without putting life on hold. You can learn and grow with short classes that fit your busy routine. Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to the pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription, you guys, is less than $10 a month. And Skillshare has so many amazing classes to offer. And right now, the my favorite that's really holding my top spot is the class on productivity. It's actually called Real Productivity, How to Build Habits That Last, because that's just been a huge focus of mine. With so much to explore, real projects to create, and the support of fellow creatives, Skillshare empowers you to accomplish real growth. Skillshare is a proud sponsor of Blessed and Bossed Up explore your creativity at skillshare.com blessed and get two free months of premium membership that's two whole months you guys of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free get started and join today by heading to skillshare.com blessed that's skillshare.com blessed let's get back to the show and so as after what I did after I just let all of my emotions out, I was like, okay, I feel better. I let it out, but I'm not leaving this room. I'm not leaving this prayer room without some type of strategy, because if I was to leave just like that, I would continue on to doing what I was doing and go, and guess where I would end up back in there crying about the same thing. So I'm now that our emotions are clear, God, what's up? I got my journal, I got my pen, and I sat there and I said, God, what's going on? And when I tell y'all, it's such a beautiful space to be in when you allow yourself to truly be vulnerable with God and to just leave it all on the table and to let Him tell you what's going on. And man, he blows my mind every time this happens. So I'm like, God, what is happening? I'm not chalking this up to like I know that there's spiritual warfare involved with this. Like, I understand that. But at the same time, what's going on? I need specifics as far as where am I messing up and how can I continue on to what you have for me in a way to where I'm doing it correctly. And and God didn't call us to be stressed out. He didn't give you the things that he gave you. Um, if you could not, he wouldn't have given it to you if you couldn't handle it. So for me, this journey that he has me on, I can handle it. I know I can handle it. Otherwise he wouldn't have gave gave it to me. So for me, my stress wasn't like, I can't handle this. It was more so of like, why am I not handling this better? And so as I'm sitting there with him, he began to show me what was going on. And as the one point that I got from that, that I'm willing to share is God showed me the scheme of the enemy. He said, Tatum, the enemy is using, is pinning your blessings against each other in order to destroy one, the other, or you. And I was like, huh? And God was like, he's using your desire to do all things well. So you want to be, you want to have this successful business. You want to do right by me. You, you want to have your family. You want to do all of these things, but he's pinning them against each other. So he's causing you to be stressed in, in an effort to you giving something up. So you, so if you give up the business in order for the family then you're not going to fulfill what i have for you in business and you're going to always be unfulfilled because that's a huge desire of your heart but then if then if you if you give up the family or don't tend to the family the way that i've called you to and in an effort to be all you can be or be all that you see for yourself in business, then your family is going to get destroyed. And you're going to repeat a lot of the generational things that you work so hard to break. And he began to just show me like, this is the scheme of the enemy. This is what he's trying to do with you. And I said, man, and I, I bawled again, y'all. I started crying again. I'm still a thug though, but I started crying again because I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even see it. And we've been talking about this on the show, just how the enemy is a roaring lion, but there are a lot of noises that keep us from being able to see what he's doing. And this is why we have to constantly be in communication with the Holy Spirit. We have to constantly be in communication with our father so that he can take our blinders off so he could start showing us what's going on. All I had to do was go sit in my father's presence and say, Lord, I need you. What is going on? Communicate with me. happening so that I can be more effective because I know just by how stressed I've been that I'm not doing this the way that I need to. That I know my intentions are good but I need my execution to be on point with you and God showed me exactly what I needed to see and from that point and what and another thing is he showed me is is how easy it is to slip back into trying to be in control And that's why beyond having that relationship, well, in addition to having that relationship with God, you have to be in constant communication with him because he'll begin to show you when you're getting off track. So he showed me, Tatum, you're putting your, you're allowing your feelings to make you put your hands back on the steering wheel. And so once he showed me that, I said, oh, I see it. Got you. No problem. God, I I repent right now for putting my hands back on the steering wheel and I surrender all to you, Lord God. Whatever it is that you want me to do, I'm going to do it and I'm not worried about the result. I'm not worried about how things are going to go while I'm on maternity leave. I'm not worried about if how I'm going to be able to handle the mantles that you have placed on me. I know for a fact that if you call me to do this, then I have the grace to do it. And so I thank you in advance that I don't even got to stress about this. Forgive me for tripping so hard, God. I don't even have to stress about this. You got it. So what you need me to do? And then he began to give me instructions on what to do. And guess what? I got to work and I got to work feeling real good because I wasn't, worrying anymore because I got my emotions out of it. I got my flesh in check by by reconnecting and communicating with my father. And God began to show me even as I was on my trip. One thing I love about going on trips is that I'm able to get into new environments. And one of the things that I like to do is I like to be places that are scenic. So I want to go outside or something with my journal where it's quiet, especially like around my birthday time, I get extremely reflective. And I start asking, well, I just start reflecting on the previous year. And I start asking God, like, what do we need to do for this year coming up? And in that time, God really began to just co- just continue on that conversation that we had in the closet and or in my prayer room now. And God was just like, Tatum, I've called you to be a pioneer. So I'm telling you guys a story because I want you to put yourself in my shoes. And so where I'm saying, Tatum, I want you to say your name because I feel like a lot of us can identify with this, this desire to be in control. Um, but but God was showing me, Tatum, I've called you to be a pioneer. You that's listening, God has called you to be a pioneer. And he's saying that the difference between a, a pioneer that is truly a kingdom pioneer versus someone who's just a pioneer is who they're led by. He said that the, pi- the forefathers of this country, the United States were pioneers, but they weren't led by me. They were led by evil, by greed, by bigotry, by racism, by their fleshly desires, by misogyny, by all of these things. And those things have continued from generations to generations. These are things that we still deal with in America today, because that's what our, that's what our country has been built on. And so he began to show me, I'm trying to, to get you to pioneer some things that are going to be impactful from generations to generation. But the way that you make sure that the success that you leave in the generations to come are of me is that you have to be led by me and being led by me is not a one-time decision. It's a decision that is, that is made in, in every single day. It's a decision that is made in the big decisions and the small decisions and the habits that you have every day. And my mind was so blown because I was like, wow, I get it. And it's not that I didn't get it before, but God always knows exactly what we need to hear and when we need to hear it and how we need to hear it. So for me, I was focusing heavily. I was looking too big. I was focusing heavily on like, or I I allow my desire to be excellent in all things to make me anxious as opposed to me just focusing on the day-to-day habits and decisions that contribute to being led by God, that contribute to be the, being the pioneer that he called me to be, and that will add up to all of the things that I want. And it's so funny because I was reading this book called The Slight Edge And that was my February book. I told you guys that I decided to read a book a month. And this is not a faith-based book. This is actually a book about discipline and habits um, in your life. But as I'm reading this book, God was still using the words on the pages to confirm the things that we've been talking about. He was showing me that Tatum, I got you. You don't have to focus on all of that that you worried about. All of that that you're worried about is simply a result of you putting your hands back on the steering wheel. What you need to do to make sure that you are the kingdom pioneer that I called you to be is to make sure that those daily habits, those daily decisions, the things that don't look good at social media posts, the things that that don't sound good necessarily on the podcast. But you if you just focus on those things, the spending time with me every single day, the studying the word so that you know the word and you're able to apply it to your life, that communicating with me, not just the quick spending time with me, the I'm gonna listen to some praise and worship while I get dressed and I'm gonna say a prayer in a car. No, that time where you are sitting in my presence with uh, asking open-ending questions and communicating with me you mastering the discipline in the little things every single day, that's what's gonna get you to where you are. Don't worry about the result, master the mundane. And that was something in that book that really hit me, master the mundane. And God was using that to really speak to me. And I was just like, man, y'all, when I tell you, I feel so good. My mind is so clear. And it's all simply because, not because of any Word that somebody preached to me, not because of any post I've seen on social media, not because of anything, but communicating with my father. And I wanted to talk about that and share that that process with you guys, and and the way that that happened for me, because I want you to see how much freedom and clarity it is by communicating with your father. Sorry to interrupt, guys. We got to pay one more bill. This episode of the Blessed in Up podcast is brought to you by Fiverr. Let's talk about finding freelance talent for your business or project. Finding the right freelancer can be time consuming. It could be super frustrating and super expensive. So, but even beyond that, like, where do you even go to find this talent? How much will it cost? And how can you even be certain that they'll deliver on what it is that you're hiring them for? But thanks to Fiverr, finding the right freelancer really doesn't have to be a struggle. I've personally been using Fiverr for years. I became an entrepreneur in 2015. And literally since 2015, I've been using uh, Fiverr and their freelancers to do a lot of my projects from graphic design to uh, preparing presentations to developing different marketing materials. If you even look at the Fashionpreneur Diaries podcast icon, um, the Anchor Media did, we actually got that freelancer from Fiverr and they did such an excellent job on that podcast icon and we just love them over here, okay? Fiverr's marketplace helps you get more done with less. Fiverr connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services that include that graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, and so much more. Fiverr has quality talent you can count on. Sellers have worked with some of the most influential brands in the world, including mine. <laughs> Take five and check out Fiverr.com and you will receive 10% off your first order by using my code BLESSED. It's so easy. Don't waste any more time and get the services that you deserve by going to F-I-V-E-R-R.com code blessed. fiber. It starts here. Let's finish off the show. You have a relationship with him so that you can communicate, so that he can take the scales off your eyes, so he could show you the schemes of the enemy. God showed me exactly what the enemy was doing and how it was working. And then he showed me how to quickly get out of it. All I simply had to do was repent from trying to from um, trying to take back control, resurrender it to him, and then get back. I didn't have to get to the point where I was fully off track or I had t- I would completely turn my back on God and try to do life my way. I didn't have to get into that point. I noticed that something was off and I communicated I I communicated with my father. I expressed expressed my feelings to him. And he gave me exactly what I needed. So I want you guys to do the exact same thing. And we're going to get into these two questions. um, But I really want you guys to take my answers to these questions as well as my own experience, being totally transparent with y'all, my own experience. I hope you are able to see yourselves in it and use that same process of communicating with your father to get a lot of the questions that you have answered. And one thing that I learned is just how easy it is to get off track. It's it's as it's, it's small as letting an emotion stick around too long. I should have checked that emotion of worrying the second that it came in, but I didn't. And that's a part of mastering the mundane. It's not even letting an emotion that doesn't align, not even letting an emotion that doesn't align with the word of God stay. You bring that thing into captivity the second that it happens. Not letting anything that's speaking negativity or death Over Your life come out your mouth or not and not letting anybody else speak those things over you. You cancel those word curses that come out of their mouths and you shut yours so don't come out of your own mouth. But that's a part of mastering the mundane as well. And I'm actually going to do a full podcast on that book, um, because it's a it's a really great business book. Um, and it, it really talks a lot about mastering discipline and things like that. And so I'll do, that's going to be one of my shows for my maternity leave. So I'll do a podcast, uh, for that. But yeah, y'all, I feel so much better and God is just so amazing. And, and I wanted to share that with you guys, because I want you to understand the importance of constant communication with him. Going back to him if you have follow-up questions, really seeking him and not trying to figure things out on your own when you don't have to. I hope that was beneficial for someone. I mean, that whole just... I mean, really, that was m- maybe over the course of like an hour. Um, But just... Well, at least the conversation with God was maybe about an hour. But just and the days after that he began to expound upon it just as I was on my trip and things like that but i i just pray that that really blesses somebody because it was so good to me and i identify wholeheartedly i know for a lot of you guys you do have desires to please god and you have desires to do great things for him and for the kingdom. And you have these high goals and these these high things that he's called you to, but it's so easy for us to forget to, to stay in constant communication with God and the enemy will use a lot of our good intentions and our healthy desires to do great things for God as ways to get us anxious or stressed about the process that it takes to get there or about the season that we're in. And because that's, you know, that's what happened to me. Just really focusing on and being so hyper-focused on this this season, he has me in and, and how, I'm being called in this season to really cultivate the things that he's blessed me with. The enemy really used my desire to be great for God to get me upset and anxious. And I thank God for the wisdom that I had to be able to be like, no, something ain't right. Let me get back in. Let me get let me have this conversation with my father to see what's happening. And I pray that you do the same um, in the midst of whatever it is that you may be going through. All right, now let's answer some questions. If you have a question that you would like for me to answer on the show, you can email us, uh, you can email me tatum at tatumtamiya.com. You can go to com and send us a message through the website with your question and we'll get it and we'll answer them on the show. All questions are anonymous. The first question says, I just want to start off by saying that me and my sister love your podcast. Thanks, girl. It has changed our lives tremendously. We have recently stepped out on faith and moved to Houston alone. I wanted to ask you, how did you find the strength to trust God and providing for you? We know God called us to be business owners and blessings to other people, but we are having crazy financial problems. We will work and jobs wouldn't pay us for the hours we worked. We have been to three different jobs and the problem keeps happening we have been struggling ever since we know God can turn any situation around because he is the great I am but as young women and they put in parentheses 23 and human we question does he really see us does he want us to struggle and be without we pray every day and did a complete 180 in our lives to serve God we even started a YouTube and let God be the CEO of our channel because we want to be a light for him but it's hard staying motivated when we're facing eviction. Our cha- oh, They told me their channel on YouTube. We tell our story on there if you want more context, but we just need guidance on letting go and letting God. Please answer our question. We know you are a woman of faith and of God. Okay, so when I first got this question a few weeks ago, I actually did go on you guys YouTube and I watched your video that talked about your move to Houston And um, when you guys were describing the motivation behind moving to Houston, you didn't mention anything about God told us to go to Houston. The way that you described it was more so as if it was a look, we're tired of this environment. We want to go somewhere new. So we're about to up and move to Houston that's how it came off um based off of how you described it in the channel so based off of that understanding of the story i think the first thing is for all of you guys listening and especially for you ladies since i'm answering your question um is to really make sure that when you're making big decisions like this that they are in fact things that you're being led by god to do a lot of people say oh i did this in faith but it wasn't what God wanted us to do. So we end up in a lot more turmoil or uh, we end up in stressful situations that God didn't intend intend for us to be in. It was our own decision-making that got us there. Now, mercy is a thing. You know, God will rescue us from a lot of our bad decisions, but God will also let us face the consequences of the decisions that we make that aren't wise so that we can learn from them. Now, there's no guarantee as far as like when he's going to give us mercy versus when he's going to let us face the consequences. Like we don't know that, but a way to make sure that you are just aligned the way that you need to be is to do what we've talked about in the beginning of this episode is being in constant communication with God and really taking a step back. And even as you guys described your story on the YouTube channel, because I watched it because it gave a lot more um, context than the question I didn't hear you guys even once say like, okay, when we, the first job, when we left or however that ended up, okay, we sat and we prayed and we fasted to seek God on what is it that we need to do? And you guys, I didn't hear that you said that you, it seemed like every time you hit a roadblock, you thought of the solution that you thought was best. And then you acted on that. And then a lot of, and based off of the story, a lot of it led to other bad circumstances and then you're in this confused state of okay why isn't God providing for me? How am I facing eviction? He's how do I trust him to provide for me? And I think the the first answer to that question is to make sure that you're being obedient to his voice and not your own fleshly desires because a lot of our fleshly desires is what gets us into these situations. So for me the most of the times I found my strength to trust God in providing for me because I was doing what he told me to do. So I think about when I first quit my job, I was planning the wise thing in my mind at the time was to prepare the, the, the good financial thing to do is to prepare to leave your job. And so that's what I was doing. I had a business coach. I was putting money aside. I was developing the revenue streams in my business. I I knew how much I needed to make in order for me to live without a nine to five. I was cutting my expenses. I was getting ready to move back with family so that I didn't have to pay rent and cut my expenses dramatically so that I wasn't financially struggling. So I was doing that out of just being smart about money and not, you know, just not making silly decisions and expecting God to bail me out. But God actually had me leave my job before I was ready to. And I got multiple confirmations because I was like, hold on now, this don't really make no sense. I'm not ready yet. And so because God made it very clear that it was time for me to leave when I did, I trusted him because he had to come through you told me to leave this job. You have to provide for me. I know, I know you would not tell me to do this if you were not going to provide for me. And so that's where it came from. I, I reminded God of his word that he is Jehovah Jireh. He's a provider. And especially with me being obedient, if I go to Deuteronomy, I think it's 28, I can see the rewards of, of obedience. So Surely the fact that I'm following him is going to give me some type of reward or he's going to provide for me the way that he said he did. And so I really just, just relied on the word during that time. But I also didn't go out and make any, um, silly decisions, right? I didn't go, I stopped getting my nails done because that was an unnecessary expense. Um, I was eating (laughs) anything, Um, just so anything that was cheap so that I could save money. So I was still making sure that I wasn't putting myself into no crazy situations. I was okay with decreasing my lifestyle in order to have this level of success as an entrepreneur. So for you guys, again, after you evaluate if this is what God told you to do, then I will start evaluating your decision making in the process. Like, are you in constant communication with him so that you know that what you're doing is within his will? And in addition to that, are you making smart decisions with your money? I know when I wanted to hire a business coach, I couldn't necessarily afford it. So I had got an extra job on the side. I worked a nine to five. I had a, a extra job on the side. I cut back my expenses. I was still living on my own, but I cut back the expenses as much as I could. I sold a bunch of stuff in my apartment on eBay to get my, I was selling clothes, shoes, decor, hats. I was selling whatever it is I could sell in order to make money. I took the little shuttle to the train station and, and, um, rode the train to work as opposed to driving to work so I could save money on gas and I could save money on, um, cause my job actually gave us like a stipend for the train. So I saved money on gas and parking, but my bougie side was like, I'm not getting on this train. The train is dirty, but I had to suck that up in order to save money to be able to pay for my business coach. So again, Evaluate the decisions that you're making in the process as well. Another part of your questioning, you said, um, as young women and human, we question, does he really see us? God sees you. You also said, does he want us to struggle and be without? No, he doesn't. But like I said earlier, sometimes he will allow us to face the consequences of our decisions if that's what it's going to take for us to really connect to him and communicate with him so that we know or so that we're making sure that the decisions that we're making are aligned with what he has for us so that he could teach us he may want to teach you how to be better financially you guys said that um You know that in the beginning, you said, we know that God called us to be business owners and blessings to other people. That may not be for right now. You know, God has called many of us to be many things. That doesn't mean that we're going to be one or all of those things right now. There's always a process to get to the promise. And so I believe that what he's teaching you right now is the process to get to that promise. If you're not financially responsible personally, you won't be financially responsible when it comes to your business. If you're not making decisions right now that are connected, where you're making sure that his word is a lamp upon your feet and you're listening to him before you make moves. If you're not making those decisions now, you're not going to do that in your business and you can't be a blessing to other people. If you're not being a good steward over what you have, and if you're not, if your life is not a good representation, that's how people get damaged by people of God, because they say one thing, but their life um, exudes something else. And so don't think, don't allow the enemy to make all of this cause you to be anxious, but instead just use it as a learning tool to be like, you know what, God? I'm not sure if we were supposed to do this. We may have jumped the gun. You know, we may have, we may, we haven't made the best decisions since we've been here. We've been facing problem after problem is, is what's going on. Is this something we need to just trust you with? Or are there some things that we're doing wrong that we need to fix? That's the conversation that you have with God so that he could be, so that he can tell you what to do next. So, I mean, I can answer as best as I can based off of what you've told me, um, but I really suggest that you have that open-ended conversation with God so that he can then let you know where you went wrong and how, and not in a way to condemn you, but to just show you so that you can learn from it and be able to then move on in the right path, in the right direction, in the way that he wants you to move. So my overall guidance isn't necessarily because you said that we need guidance on letting go and letting God, my guidance is actually going to be that you get connected to God and you have a real conversation with him as far as what he wants you to do, because it, it is a two way conversation. That's why I had, I started off this whole episode the way that I did, because this question and the next, I believe what you guys are missing is having that two way communication with God. And, and that's something that you do consistently. It's not a one-time thing, but really seek him on behalf of the situation so that he can give you the blueprint on what to do next. And it may be as simple as one step, but be obedient to whatever it is. He say, it may be go home. You know, and if that's what it is, then do that because he said so. Don't worry about these other factors on how you feel or anything like that. Just do whatever he says because he says so, because that's what's going to put you back in being in alignment with him. He doesn't want you to struggle, he doesn't want you to be facing eviction, he doesn't want you to be without. He wants you to obey him, and whatever it takes to get you there is what's going to happen. And unfortunately, a lot of times, we reach rock bottom before we truly seek God the way that we need to, but that's preventable if you just really seek him for real. Okay. And then our last question is a little bit long, so I'm going to try to get through it. It says, I know that God isn't in the business of creating confusion, but I'm not understanding this. So I'm hoping that you can help me find clarity. I felt led to go after a position at the church that I attend. The position was a part-time administrative role, which is my thing. And I thought that would be great for me because I'm also an entrepreneur and the part-time hours will allow me to continue focusing on my business. No one twisted my arm to take the position and I was really feeling like God was leading me to serve there. A few years prior, I prayed that God would put me in a position that would allow me to serve him using my gifts and talents. So when the opportunity showed up, I just knew that it was for me. Everything started off the way that it should. I went through all the motions that Any professional transition will call for, like breaking into my role, connecting and collaborating with staff, and all other things that come along with the territory of not only working in a church, but working anywhere. It started off with 20 hours a few days per week, but quickly became several more hours and sometimes four to five day work week plus weekend events, and not to mention going to service with my family. There have been times where I was at church every single day. Now, before I say this, I have to let you know that my only motivation for working at this church was because I believed in a mission and I wanted to honor God and serve God with my professional gifts. This is what I thought I was doing. My hourly rate was $12 per hour. I am a wife and a mother and my income doesn't even put a dent in our weekly grocery bill. I have not paid a bill in our home since I started working there. Although I know this is extremely frustrating to my husband, he internalizes his frustrations and acts it out by pulling away from the church and religion and gets totally disengaged when I start talking about God. It's quite obvious that this is creating some separation between us. To make matters worse, there is never enough and I know it's my fault. I feel so irresponsible, like I've allowed religion and my loyalty to the church to take over my life. I've been struggling with a few things. Oh, lost my place. And I've thought about leaving, but then guilt sets in. Like I would be dishonoring God if I walked away. But on the other hand, I feel that I'm not being a good steward over the time that He has given me, the gifts, talent, and potential that He has blessed me with, and most importantly, the responsibility He has given me as a wife and a mother. And now so much time has passed. But none of it was spent on developing my business, which was the original plan. I have not gotten any new projects or clients in over a year. God has done some amazing things in me over this year, and my connection to him has grown so much. I know how the enemy works his strategies on us, but I also don't want to be dumb and broke for no reason. The situation isn't funny, but the fact that you used those words was kind of funny. I devoted so much of life and even my family's lives to be a part of a church and to do work that I felt was for God, even though I grew up in church, but left as a young adult because of all the stuff that I witnessed behind the scenes. This is the second time I've joined a church as an adult and sadly, the results are the same. Okay, so first things first, it's okay to draw boundaries See, the thing about church is that a lot of times they will try to use you for all that you've got in the name of Jesus. And they will actually even use these things that you're feeling to guilt trip you into doing more than you're contractually obligated to do. If you sign up for this job and it was supposed to be part-time working 20 hours a week, and you didn't sign up under the circumstances that you would be working four to five hours a week or, I mean, four to five days a week to the point where you're at church every single day and you're not able to show up in your business or you're not doing things at home the way that you want to, you're well within your right. Like this is a job. You are well within your right to be very clear about What you signed up for and that you're looking to serve in that role in that way and not be guilt tripped into doing more because it's a church like it's okay to draw those boundaries because God wouldn't like churches hurt so many people because they guilt trip folks into thinking that they have to give up everything to follow the church the bible talks about you have to be willing to give up everything to follow god not the church is not god these people that are um, who may be your supervisors or whatever in this role are not God. So follow God and what he says to do. You know what I mean? And so if I was you, I would take if I don't know if you have any leave or anything, but maybe like taking some time off and really go into fasting and prayer mode, because look at what's going on. Your husband is now getting resentful of the church because of what it's doing. And that's not healthy. Like that's the head of your household you know what I mean? You're his rib. And so if I was you, I would really take that to heart in a sense of taking a step back from my administrative role and to really spend some time in prayer and fasting and seeking God, like, okay, God, what's going on? The same way that I did as I explained in this episode, like, God, what's going on? I took on this role because it it gave me the freedom to build this business you had me building. And I wanted to use my talents to serve you. Like I, I started all of this, with all of these great intentions to be the kingdom woman that you called me to be. But now my, my husband is disengaging when I talk about you and I'm not able to, I haven't even been able to touch my business because of how the church has been. God, what is going on here? How am I, how can I get back into the alignment that I need to be in? And so I suggest that you have the exact same conversation that I had with God um, and really just let that out. I say fast because the Bible says that some things only come through prayer and fasting. And so I would really spend some time on my face as well, um, really uprooting and speaking against the spirit that's trying to enter into your husband and get him away from God. So I'm so glad that you've noticed that, you know, and I commend you for noticing it because a lot of people don't notice until it's too late. And so I thank God that he gave you eyes to see what's going on. So now it's time to seek him for the solution. Um, and really, I would really pray for my husband, pray for my marriage. I would start anointing my husband with oil and saying that he is an honorable man of God and just really be on my face for him, because again that's the head of your household. I um, mean also he's God's son and and you don't want to know I know for me I don't want to see anybody start disengaging with with God and, and not do, do anything about it or not do everything that I personally can do about it especially if it's my husband. So I suggest really um Praying and going to war for your husband, and also seeking God on again how you can get back into alignment with Him. But one thing I can tell you is that you can handle it. The same thing I tell myself you are graced to handle the marriage, the ministry, the business, the motherhood. You are graced to handle it all. And it's just about really seeking God on a system that allows you to be effective in it. Um, I don't know if you've listened to the Proverbs thirty one episode, but what I really got from that passage was just she had a system, and so for me, that's been my focus really is developing that system. But then having moments like the last couple of weeks where I feel like that the enemy is trying to uh, get me riled up in a sense to where I'm not trusting God the way that I need to is when that's a red flag for me to go back and reconnect with him and have that detailed open-ended communication with him to figure out what do I need to do to get back on track. So I suggest that you do the same thing is God be real with him. Take a step back from everything. Don't talk to nobody about it because the only voice that you need to hear is the voice of God. So I suggest again that you spend some time just away from the responsibilities, if you can. I don't know if it's like a little weekend staycation. I mean, it could really be just you taking the day off and you staying at home while your husband may be at work or your your um, child, I was about to say daughter, but I don't know if you have a son or a daughter, but your child or your children are at school and just really sitting before God to get clarity and instructions on what he needs for you to do. And I believe that I could tell by your question that you do have a heart to please God and that you do want to get it right and i see a lot of myself in the, your question that and i so again i would suggest that um you do that so that he could tell you exactly what it is to do but i know one thing that is not of god is he doesn't want to break up a marriage God loves marriage. He refers to the church as his bride. God loves marriage. And the Bible says that what God has brought together, let no man separate. He says a three-stranded cord is not easily broken. So anything that is causing division in your marriage needs to be addressed, even if it's the church, period. And the church is not God. You are to serve God. You are to be willing to give up everything to follow God, but the church is not God. So again, really just sit in his presence fast and connect to him and have that communication and that dialogue and allow him to really pour into you and show you how to rework some things and how to put things in order so that you aren't in this place for longer than you need to be. All right, you guys, that wraps up another episode of the Blessed Embossed Up podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you guys next week.